Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. And I'm Chris Satfield coming to you live from the best place to talk about college basketball, which is, of course, Taos, New Mexico. Um, <laughs> the streets of Taos. Way, yeah, they're just absolutely lit with, you know, talk about Gonzaga and, and Baylor and they're, they're excited for Illinois' the huge tournament. win. Yeah. Illinois' huge win over. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah uh, over michigan uh yeah chris you know we are we are getting together we were hoping to have a game to talk about last night but we did not have that so we're going to talk about that today we're going to talk about of course the 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 real bummer news on monday and that was losing malik or losing malik williams for the year and you know how that affects the roster in terms of Jalen withers and i know you've got some some ideas and and, and thoughts and takes on aiden agahan and, and sort of his role with the team um you know how it's been this season and moving forward. Uh, I think we're also going to talk about the ACC tournament, Chris, because that's all that's just around the corner and the setup in terms of seeding, you know, what needs to happen this weekend, both in the Virginia game and outside of that. And then we wanted to also talk about our good buddy, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> who, who uh, uh, had a, a no good time last night, had a no good, very bad time. Uh, of, he, 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 he embarrassed himself, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll, we'll cover it all that and more on the other side of this incredible intro. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. Louisville is the greatest. And we're back, Chris. We're here. Uh, we're talking. You're getting ever closer and closer to this wonderful city of Louisville in time for March Madness. You, you, you hit the stadium swim, which... <laughs> looked incredible um you did not have a louisville game to watch at said stadium swim unfortunately no that's been too close to heaven which was a bummer and uh you know louisville can't again can't go five games they couldn't go they couldn't (laughs) go four games without having a game postponed or canceled and and that happened yet again on wednesday with virginia tech um you know, another opportunity lost for this Louisville team, unfortunately. And just, you know, that news combined with the Malik Williams news, which we'll talk about, you know, it just was a bummer. And, you know, I would have loved to have seen them play this team again, Chris. I don't know. What about you? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting how fans feel about this one um, because it seemed like there was a little bit more quietness about it um, because I I think Louisville fans understand that if they don't play, they pretty much protect their seed because <laughs> when, they, when when Lobo wasn't playing for that that big stretch of games they really weren't fluctuating they weren't going up or down yeah that's no, true they were now i felt supremely common uh like confident against virginia tech because historically what Louisville has done to virginia tech it's kind of you know how could you not um but yeah i was bummed i mean it's it just like every time this team plays one of its best performances of the season it happens um but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. You get a you get a few extra days of practice before this huge Virginia game. Um, you get a few extra days of, you know, really solidifying. Max said how he wanted to continue playing Weathers at the four. So to to implement what that looks like. Um, so yeah, I was bummed, but <laughs> you know, it's it's just one of those things where 
there's been some worse situations for Louisville. It's not like they had to stop practicing. It wasn't on their end. So um, not as, as big of a deal in my, my view. Definitely. You know, um, I, I, it would have been, it would have been a nice, I, I felt really good about Louisville going into that game, even without Malik Williams, I saw as something that they could do, you know, if they came in with the right mentality, the right attitude. Um, I, I wanted to see kind of just the continuation and, and Virginia tech was one of, uh, uh, DJ's better games. And I kind of want to have wanted to see him bounce back, um, a little bit. And, um, so yeah, I would have, I would have liked to seen that. Um, but you're right. It's, uh, I enjoyed the, <laughs> I enjoyed the GIF the team posted. If you haven't seen it of, uh, uh, David Johnson, basically doing the the security guard from the last dance <laughs> shrug, which was, uh, quite hilarious. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the is just used to it. It's just another, like, change in in how things go they were on their way i believe they landed in you know i think it's not charlottesville it's blacksburg blacksburg is where virginia tech is and they had to turn right back around so it wasn't like they had really done a lot there but just just that's the thing that's kind of annoyed me they did it in in syracuse too and i don't like i understand why it happens but it doesn't make it any less annoying that you know you have these people taking trips yeah when they really shouldn't be like it, it just, I don't know, for some reason it, it rubs me the wrong way. Um, cause it's happened twice to Louisville now, and, you know, one time it was on their end and now mm-hmm. it was on the other end. Um, but I, I just don't understand why that can't be a little bit more streamlined, but you know, no, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. Definitely. Um, you know, as people are doing all the math, I saw, I, I saw like, uh, Kelly Dickey, which we're going to talk a lot more about, you know, the ACC outcomes and stuff and, and how the seating is affected by all this. Uh, they had to like make an out, like a, like a, a ruling that UNC, what is it that, uh, <laughs> that UNC and Clemson's 500 winning percentage against FSU are worth more than Syracuse's undefined winning percentage against FSU because they were unable to play that game, that Syracuse FSU game. And just like weird situations like that. It's just, I can't wait to like understand it in like five years, like how it affected everyone. There's just gonna be so much studying and so many trends and things like some, like even the, 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 the efficiency trends that we've noticed of like teams, you know, teams were more like, like less likely to hit threes coming out of, uh, you know, this many threes coming out of a deal. And it's just going to be super interesting moving forward for sure. No. Yeah. I mentioned that last time I'm looking for the deep, COVID season. I'm looking for Dickie V to write a write another <laughs> book about the, about the the COVID season and, and let me uh, let me learn all about it. Yeah, because yeah, it is it is super interesting. We're making up a lot of shit as we go. Um, I think largely, you know, this season has went pretty well. I don't I don't know if it was better than than I anticipated. I think it was probably <laughs> pretty much par for the course. Um, yeah. was. I think Louisville was affected a lot more than I ever anticipated. I saw that like the, the top conference got in 83% of their games, which is like the highest percentage. And I think the lowest was like 65%. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. I guess. Definitely. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I feel it's about kind of gone now the way it is. I don't, I don't know. So we'll, we'll, we'll see go, moving forward. I, I, you know, um, no, 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 no. But um, <laughs> I think I, I think that kind of 
you know, was, was another like bad news kind of compounded by Monday's really tough news, which was that uh, Malik Williams was going to miss the rest of the, the season moving forward. Um, he has re-aggravated his foot, um, the foot injury that he has missed so many months for, uh, and he is, he is, is going to be out four to six weeks, which would effectively take him out of the season. Um, so Louisville is back to the square where it was, and it's a, it's a huge loss for Louisville in terms of, especially on the defensive end and, um, kind of, you just, just, if anything, I don't think Malik ever looked hundred percent comfortable on offense. Um, but defensively he definitely was just scaring people in terms of coming to the rim and just, just, and, and, and having definitely an impact, you know, he didn't have a ton of blocks, but definitely was altering shots just immediately. Um, and now they're going to have to figure out a way for Jalen Withers to play the five, which, uh, which may or may not be the situation as we're going to talk about here in a second, Chris, what is your, what, what's your thought process for this team and the roster construction moving forward for, uh, you know, now that they've lost Malik. My, uh, my feeling like with Malik is still kind of weird because we never really saw what he was capable of. I think numbers perspective, Louisville really wasn't much better with him on the floor than they have been all the season. Um, but I think it goes back to what you said. It's the voice, the face, the mentality of the team, the confidence, the way they were playing. It seemed like they just had a whole different attitude. So now the question becomes, can you take that attitude, that confidence and still apply it, um, with him on the bench? Because I, I think like, I, like I said, I just don't think he was really doing a whole lot. The numbers bear that out. You know, they, they don't really tell the story, but Lobo was like plus one with him on the court with him versus with him, not on the court. So it wasn't a really big difference. Um, I think the, the whole Jalen Withers stays before talk is really interesting. I think it's very obvious that Jalen Weathers is much better at the four. Um, my question would be, why did it take so long, you know, for this, for this to happen? Why, why is the light bulb going off now? Because if you had a guy getting more minutes at the five, maybe with Louisville would be better suited going forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think the whole, um, the whole situation um, with, with him staying at the four is, is probably the right move. I just, wish it could have came a little bit sooner so we could have a little bit of continuity there. Yeah, no, I, it's, it, it, you could just definitely tell when you're watching Jalen Withers, just like how much he enjoyed, you know, playing at the four. It felt like it sort of livened him up. And that was honestly like my biggest concern. That's my biggest concern moving forward in terms of is Jalen, you know, if they, is he going to be excited to, to play the five <laughs> to just to be sure. quite honest? Yeah. Is he, you know, it, it doesn't, it's clearly not his a hundred percent position. And I think you would just see some nights he would just come out and he would just be like, yo, like, I'm just going to ball out tonight. You know, who cares? And I'm not quite sure, it, you know, what, how do we get him to, to that place to be excited about, about playing that again? That's, that's a, you know, might be a concern moving forward. Um, but, you know, Chris Mack says that he wants to play him at the four. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw Jeff Greer send out today, his, you know, uh, his, his newsletter, which if you're not subscribed to, I, d- I definitely would be, um, you know, he was talking a lot about, you know, what Jalen Withers, you know, what he was able to do with Malik Williams back and like how that affected the offense. 
and like he used specifically a few, you know, a few possessions from the Notre Dame win. Um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, talked about, you know, you just immediately see why he played the four and how, you know, he's, he's able to, you know, run out to run out to the corner and, and run up a, a catch and shoot opportunity, you know, in one specific occasion that he has. And it, I don't know, it just, it, it seems like even in the games that he succeeded very well playing at the five, I, I, you know, anecdotal, but it just feels like he was face up a lot. He just was always starting starting his possessions and starting his entry with his face to the basket. So I don't know if that's something that maybe Chris Mack's going to try and figure out how to get him the ball in those situations. Um, I don't know. What would you like to see? I think, you know, you've talked a lot about JJ, you know, JJ trainer and opportunities for him to maybe play the five a little more. I'm, a little, I don't know. I think that might work more with Virginia than other teams, but what, what do you think? I understand the hesitation that people would have when they, when they hear JJ trainer is going to be your starting five because the <laughs> dude weighs about the same weight as me. I get it. But I, I think we'll just have to decide because if you don't decide, it's like the whole thing about having like two quarterbacks, you have none. You have to play to what your strengths are. So if Louisville's going to say, you know, we're going to put JJ trainer at the five and he's going to play 25, 30 minutes a game at the five, then Louisville's pretty much going to concede that teams are going to out rebound them. They're going to be more physical than them. Mm-hmm. What Louisville's going to do, they're going to open up the floor a whole lot more because suddenly everyone on the floor, I wouldn't want to say that they're great three-point shooters, but they all have the threat of a perimeter game. We've seen J.J. Trainer make a few threes. We've seen Jalen Withers shoot threes. I don't know if they went in all the time, but he, he's looked confident shooting them. We know Dre Davis can, can hit three or he can miss six. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Carly Jones and David Johnson can, can both do the same thing. So it's just like, I just think you have to make that decision. And if you're going to give, you know, you're going to give a large percentage of the minutes to Gabe Wisnitzer. I, I don't know why you would do that, but if you're, if you're going to do that, you're going to say, okay, we're going to have a physical presence. We're not going to have any offensive threat whatsoever at the five spot. So we're going to be playing like Louisville was last year with Juan four, where they, where they are basically playing with a guy who, I mean, I'm not kidding anyone who wasn't an offensive threat. So I, I just want Louisville to decide what they're going to do because it's March 3rd or March 4th or whatever it is. Like just make up your mind and go with it um, because you want to, to play to those strengths. I think the, the numbers, man, they just absolutely love JJ trainer. Like, and I, I know people would hear that and they'll be like, you know, this is just an analytic guy. He never played basketball yeah. or anything. Like <laughs> and, and, and I, and I, and I get that I do, but I think that, I think that JJ is the best defensive player on this team. I think he has a knack for the ball. He makes some really good defensive plays despite yeah. his size. Um, he's going to get bullied. It's going to happen, but I, I think you'll see it. I've seen it in almost every game he's played. There's always a few plays where he, he gets kind of roughed up and bullied. And then like three or four players later, later he learns from it and makes, makes a positive play on the next step. He improves. But like I said, the larger point here is I think you just have to decide what you want to do. It's, it's past the time to, to, to be tinkering. I think that's a great point. I think, I think that's a, a solid underlining of the issue. And, I, and it's something I can agree with. I, I'm, I, I'm with you on the Gabe Winitzer thing. Uh, you know, shout out to, to the Gabes out there. I'm never going to disparage a Gabe, Chris, but, <laughs> but I, I, I would much rather, I think at this point, if you're going to die, die with JJ. I just, uh, Wisnitzer is just like, 
he does things strongly in a way that JJ doesn't. And if that he's makes a, sense, he's a great he's a great guy to come in and give you five fouls and, yeah. and kind of muddy up the game. And there's a place for that. There's a place for that, but I don't know if that place I I don't know if that place is Virginia. And I'm. I'm just concerned in general about this Virginia game in terms of at the five, because Jay Huff is just absolutely demolishing people. And, and I think he's going to make anyone who plays against him look dumb. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's so what really I'm tough saying is that's, moving forward. That's the perfect example. Like you just can see that matchup. Yeah. You say, okay, Jay Huff's going to have 25 and nine or whatever it is. He's going to have 25 and nine, but we're going to create a whole lot more offensive mismatches than we previously have before. And that's, and that's just how the game goes. And we'll take our chances. I am confident about Virginia. I don't think they're a good basketball team. I think throughout the season, they have been overvalued. I think defensively, they are not very good. I think the, uh, who were the, the Hauser, the Hauser kid they got, Sam Hauser is not very good. No, yeah, I don't think he's very good. I, I, just, I, I, I agree with that. So it, I, I think it's Jay Huff and everyone else. And I think that Louisville has the best backcourt in the ACC. You're at home. You have had, you know, full-time practice. You've had a, you've had a week to do it. Win. Go win the game. I, I think to, you look at the resumes, you don't see many differences. The thing that jumps out is, okay, Virginia had a huge win against Clemson. They had a huge win against North Carolina, but they got blasted by Florida State. Um, who was who else beat them pretty bad? It was um, Virginia who, Tech. Who, they lost by fourteen. They lost by fourteen to Virginia yeah. Tech. They lost to San Francisco by one um, at the very right. beginning of the year. Um, I just they haven't they haven't done anything that, that says to me that they're any NC better State than Louisville too? is. I, no, I get, I, I, get I, I see, I, I see them just like I would see Virginia Tech. It's like they're fine. They're fine, but you're at home and you've got, you've got a lot at stake. Go win the game. I think, I think Louisville's, I think Louisville matches up with them pretty well. Right. You know, you, you you know, you would say, yeah, I agree. If this is a situation that we're talking about, okay. Jay Huff, let Jay Huff get 24 points on Louisville. Like we just let, we just let Matthew Hurt get 37 points, right? 38 Mm -hmm. points, whatever. Um, And, and Louisville is still able to win. Kihei, Kihei Clark is really good. And I think I would, I, 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 I understand that you probably want to put Carly Jones on him, but I just want to put DJ on him just to just, I hate that guy and just swallow him up. <laughs> um, but besides that, who is, you know, who's going to step up for, for, Virgi- for Virginia. I mean, they still have Ta- Thomas Wolden Tensei, who's like dominated Louisville before I could like totally see that guy get loose uh, just for whatever sure. reasons. Um, but Sam Hauser, hasn't been good. You're, you're absolutely right. And I, I think he's the exact type of guy that, um, that I think, uh, you know, a Samuel Williamson can out rebound, can out muscle, um, you know, can out work, uh, you know, for, for, for a lot of, a lot of time. And it is a, the exact type of guy that we've seen, uh, Trey Murphy's the other guy who, uh, who basically plays all his, all their time at, 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 um, at the three, you know, can trade. And that's, you know, that's just, didn't mean to interrupt you there. I was no, just you're say, fine. Like, and that's kind of what what I feel about this game is you can pick pretty much any combo of Louisville's two starters, pick two players, 
and then pick two on Virginia and tell me that those two players on Virginia are better than the other two from Louisville. You can't. No. I can yeah. tell you that I can tell you that Carly Jones and David Johnson, the combo of them two is better than Kihei Clark and Jay Huff. I believe that. I would say Carly Jones and Jalen Withers is better than Kihei Clark and Jay Huff. That, I mean, that's how I feel. That's I mean, a, I, that's bold. I don't know if I'd go that far. That's pretty bold. I, I, but <laughs> I would. You have you have who I feel is the ACC Player of the Year, and then I think you have a guy who we just said it been up and down, but yeah. at his best has been really good. So, I mean, that's that's just how I feel. I I no, I'll I say get my claim. And, and, and if if Virginia <laughs> comes out and beats Louisville by fifteen, I can look like a fool. That's fine. But I, I, just, I think Louisville's better than this team. I, I think I want Louisville fans to understand that this isn't, this isn't your, this isn't a stacked Virginia team. There's no Deandre Hunter on this team coming to just out, out athlete us. There's no, you know, the, the, the guys and the, the, the ties and the guys, they're not here. You know, Kia Clark's really good. And, and he played, you know, he played pretty well against Louisville in, in both of the games, but keep in mind sure. Louisville last season, was beats beats Virginia at home by seven points, a better Virginia team than they were. You know, that team was much better than this year. You know, D key tape, really good. Braxton key, pretty good. Um, there was a seven point game, but I'm not quite sure it was that close. I don't, I don't remember exactly. And then Louisville nearly beats like they, they blow a lead late, right? They blew a late mm-hmm. lead. If I recall correctly in John Paul Jones arena in Charlottesville, um, we, we know who this Virginia team is. We know who they are. Uh, we, we know how, how to defeat them. Uh, David Johnson, I oh, only had two points in that game. It's kind of hoping he'd, he'd be a little better. I, I also do want to say, I think the fact that Louisville is increasing the fans, this is going to be kind you know, they're, they're up to 25%. I think that's going to have an impact. Like yeah, it's and- senior, it's senior night. I don't like, like, you know, say what you will about the rumors that Carly Jones may or may not come back. What, whatever. I, I think Carly Jones is going to want to put on, I, I think he's ready to take over this March. Um, I think, as I said, I think this is a perfect spot for Samuel Williamson to, to play really well against uh, a Ford position. You know, the Fords are not very good for, for, um, for Virginia. So I'm with you. I'm not, I don't, I don't disagree with you that, that it's. That I, it, I think, I think what it gets, why it, why I'm so strong on something like this and what it kind of, it gets to is it's like the tentacles of like the whole Kentucky mobile situation, how fans felt about that game. <laughs> and they kind of feel the same about Virginia. And I, and I feel I have the same take on this game that I do on the Kentucky game and that it's not Rick Pitino. It's Chris Mack, a guy who who just got a win against Virginia. And I, I just want a little bit more excitement with this team, because I think the swings, I, I like, I get it. I, I understand why the swings have been so up and down. Um, because obviously the North Carolina game, the, the Wisconsin game, I get it. But like when this team has played well, they have looked very much like a, like a second weekend team. And right. they've always played well when they, when they've had, you know, a reasonable practice schedule, a reasonable amount of health. I, I can't really recall a time that they kind of fell completely flat. When they uh, when they had things going going the way it should be, uh, Florida, what, what would you Miami, say? Miami and Florida State, I think. But Florida State Clemson was well. was one. Florida State was one that I'll hear you 
one. Um, that that's fine. Miami, I didn't really think they they fell flat. I kind of think they got out coached that game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then Clemson, they just couldn't hit sure, the broadside of a bar, man. Sure, um, but that that game was still very highly competitive, regardless of it being absolutely ugly as hell. Um, but I, I don't know. I just. I think this team is a little bit more talented than mobile fans are willing to give credit for. Yeah, I think you're no, sitting in a no. situation where if you go, if you go beat Virginia, you could very well be, we'll get into the, the scenarios in a few minutes, but you could be a three seed in the, the ACC tournament. You could be setting in a position where you're going to be playing that Virginia team again for a chance to go to the ACC championship. And maybe you're looking at a seven, six, five seed. Who knows? Like, I, I get the cautious optimism. I'm just not in that boat. I'm I'm good about this team. I like this team. No, I, I, I like it too. I think the concern is that the last time we saw this team, it felt, I mean, they, they, they played really well in that overtime. So that was standing, but that second half after you lose Malik, I think teams, that's the, the, you know, the inability to put Duke away when you were up on them is, is what fans are thinking about. It is what I'm thinking about. And I just, this team and honestly just Chris Mack teams in general, you can tell so much about what's going to happen in the first five minutes uh, of the game of, of what kind of, what kind of Louisville are you going to get? And um, I don't know. So I, I think that's, you know, I, I wish I could say in this podcast and someone says, Hey, if Louisville, you know, comes out and has kind of a similar start they did against Duke in that first five minutes, you know, even though Duke was able to really match Louisville for a lot of that beginning that game, you know, I'd love to be able to say that that I have confidence in it. Um, but you're right. No, like I think the, the, the Virginia thing is like, you know, I mean, last season Louisville goes Louisville goes one and one against them. And then the first season uh, you know, the first season that Chris Mack is there, he loses both games. Uh, and, and one of them's really, really close. One of them isn't. Um, so, I mean, he's played them close three out of the four or the four times they played. Right. Yeah. One is one's been the, or, you know, I guess the, the, the win last year at home, it wasn't like it, it looked close, but I don't think it was that close. Um, but the, in 2019, or I guess in, in, yeah, in, in 20, 2019, uh, they lost both games. That first one was, it was a 12 point loss. And then uh, the, the season finale, they lost by five. And I remember that game was super, super close at, um, uh, mm-hmm. at Virginia. And it was, and it looked for a second, like they might've pulled it off again. Um, so it'll be super interesting. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I, I hate still being in March and being in wait and see mode for this team, but so much of how <laughs> I that's, feel that's like, go ahead. Maybe that's, maybe that's like some of my, unbridled optimism coming out is, is also <laughs> but some you know I'm an optimistic person too. That's what's funny here. And it's just I, like, I, I think like with this game, like I'll, I'll, we can move to bigger picture, but this game, like, you know, you beat a pack line offense with a mm-hmm. really good, with a really good guards that can get downhill. Mobile has yeah. that. Yeah. You, you don't worry about D- David Johnson because Virginia doesn't force a lot of turnovers. That's just not who they are. Right. So That's if what Louisville's I was going to be able to execute, yeah, if Louisville's going to be able to execute in the half court offensively, then you feel good about Virginia. And if you feel good about Virginia, I feel pretty good about the rest of the season because it sets up well for them after that. I guess that's what I'm saying. No, that makes sense. Yeah. To note, uh, I, I was actually literally about to make that note. You know, I, I wanted to talk about DJ because <laughs> he's not played super well. He, and he had moments against Duke, but I think he really, really struggled, especially fouling, um, of course, because he fouled out. Virginia is 325th 
in turnover percentage on defense. That's really bad. That's not good at all. That's <laughs> so, and that's just part of it is the, um, you know, the pack line defense and how, and how that works. Uh, but I, I think Louisville fans want, you know, maybe this is a really good opportunity for DJ. Cause if you want to talk about, I a hundred percent, hundred percent will take both DJ and, and um, you know, Carleek over Reese Beekman, the starting uh, <laughs> uh, shooting guard for you know. So sw- switch on to that dude and just I. Li- that's the first time I've said his name ever. Um, you know, he's a freshman, but uh, I 100% will take him against that guy who's uh, not. You know, he doesn't commit a lot of fouls, but he's he's not been ideal. Even though he's he's the best at stealing on the team, I guess 2.8 percent steal percentage. <laughs> Any anything else about this? Virginia what's what's the line for this Virginia uh I would say that well you can pull up Kim Pond and make a pretty good guess uh, I, I think don't, it's, what, a two, it's two points it's they, they they have uh they have Louisville Ken Palm has Louisville went, losing by two points so it may open up you may actually see Louisville open up his favorite in this game honestly but I I would say between between one either way it, pretty close to pickup probably I would love to see it. I would love to see this one. I, I kind of, I kind of really, really want this one just because I hate Virginia very much. And I'm, I'm currently, well, I'm not currently embroiled, but I was embroiled with, in a beef with, uh, with Lachlan McLean. So, um, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the fighting locks lose this one. Um, and it's, and, I mean, it's a big game. It's a big game for Louisville. It's, like, I will say 100%, like the least big game a big game has felt in Louisville in a long time. And that time. like that was like my point. Like what's what's let's let's what's the scenario in the ACC tournament for Louisville if they do lose this game? I know you have the the Kelly Dickey. Um, I have the chart up and let me be 100% with you. I'm not quite sure how to read this. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm disappointed. My understanding is if they win they're going to be either the three or four seed. If they lose, they're probably going to be the six seed. Okay. Okay. Maybe not so. probably be the six seed. I guess they can be the five. Yeah. They can be the five seed as well. Okay. So, so really, I, 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 and Virginia tech also questions about Virginia tech withstanding the fact that they are in COVID pause. So keep that in mind, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, because the thing is, I probably should pull up like the actual ACC standings instead of this chart that I'm trying to decipher mid deal. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're, they're you know Louisville is eight and four. It's all about winning percentage right now. So um, <laughs> you know, because everyone has different amounts of games. Uh, so I mean, you know, Georgia Tech is eleven and six. So their winning percentage uh, or 10 and six, I'm sorry. So their winning percentage is a little bit lower um, at this point. I is, 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 is Josh Pastor going to be ACC coach of the year? He probably has to be right. Like I want it. I want it. To happen, you want honestly. it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I want, I, I tweeted it out after they beat Duke. I want Roy Williams, Kay and Kyle Perry to miss the NCAA tournament and Josh Pastor <laughs> to be it. Cause I, I think that would just be the perfect like meme of, of this entire season, honestly. Okay. Yeah, so I have I, the percentages uh, pulled up. So yeah, Louisville is, you know, they're eight and four in the ACC. So they 
are, you know, a 66.7% winning percentage. Virginia Tech is slightly above. So that was the one thing, the other thing about that Virginia Tech, um, that not playing that Virginia Tech game is that, that, you know, gave Louisville an opportunity, you know, took away an opportunity for them to really lock in a, a double buy. Um, right. Georgia Tech, uh, who is Georgia Tech playing on? Uh, they're playing Wake Forest tomorrow. So they're going to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you have to deal with uh, Clemson, I think is the team below that. And Clemson plays Pittsburgh at home, which I feel good about them there. And then North Carolina and Duke play. So do with that, what you will. Um, what a bad North Carolina Duke game. <laughs> uh, but those are, I think, the only teams that really matter in terms of this. And then if Virginia yeah. Tech gets another game in, uh, which they will not because they, I'm sorry, because they canceled their North Carolina State game. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, and if they don't get off, I saw it happen with Holy Cross. I can't remember who the team was playing, but they had a no, no contest game in their, their conference tournament because they were on COVID pause. Um, so they basically had to just concede the game. I, I hope Virginia Tech is off, is off COVID pause by the time the ACC tournament starts or by the time they're scheduled to play because otherwise they would be in that same situation. Yeah, that's such a weird, that's such a weird situation. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that and, and, and how, how they would deal with it. Um, I mean, I guess in terms of the ACC tournament, they would just move everyone up, one up a seat. So like that could benefit right. Louisville moving forward. I'm not going to, you know, if Louisville loses, they'll be um, eight plus five. Eight. Uh, they'll still be, I believe they still would be above Clemson if Clemson lo- if Clemson wins. Um, so either no. way, win or loss, they're pretty much staying at the bottom part of the bracket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're staying at that. Because what, what I'm getting there to there is you're avoiding Florida State, basically. Um, no, you're not avoiding Florida State, right? If you're a okay. four, if you're a four seed and you win, you have to play Florida State. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. You want the so three seed, I, the three or the two seed. Ideally, yeah. you want the two or the three seed. I think the two is out of the question. And right. uh, oh no, the two they can get it to. There's a situation there. I think if it looks like if Louisville wins, see, I'm just like really confused at the way this chart is because like <laughs> see, this is this is just a ridiculous exercise. It says Let's Notre <laughs> Dame. It says Notre Dame at the one seed, and I'm so confused why. I'm so so confused. Okay why that says it says nd or fsu oh okay here's what it's saying it's it's all the games so if notre dame and louisville win this weekend uh florida state can get in or florida state wins so that's how that's how this works that's how this works so louisville can only be in the three the four the five or the six they can't go any okay. lower than that. So if Louisville so you wants pretty to much won anything other than the four. Right. So if Louisville wants, if Louisville wants to be a three seed, they have to win. They have okay. to win on Saturday. So that's, that's what's at stake. I'm glad we, that's we, the glad we took only five way, minutes to figure that 
Yeah, I'm so sorry. I was trying to understand. I, I, there needs to be, like, there, I thought there was like a third axis. I'm like, what's the 3D, <laughs> the third dimension here? Shout out to everyone listening to this podcast. Incredibly confused by how that I explained that. Um, <laughs> it was a good exercise, though. I like it was a good exercise. Okay, so now, now <laughs> I completely get it. Let me recap. If Louisville wins, they are the third seed. Um, Louisville can also be the four seed for some reason. No, Louisville can be the four seed. If uh, they cannot be the four seed, Uh, they can be the fifth seed. If they, if they win, but then also if other people lose, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. I don't get it. Chris, I don't get it. I'll just I'll just save you. I'll just save you. Oh, um, I'm done. And, I'm and, done and say we, 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 Louisville we needs to win on about, Saturday. <laughs> yes, we, Saturday. Louisville needs to win on Saturday because it's Virginia oh, and my Virginia. Goodness. There you go. Okay, let's move um, forward. Do you want Do you want to talk about Aiden Nagayon or do you want to get my 30 second take about Donovan Mitchell out of the way real quick? Uh, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell for 30 seconds. How do we have Aiden Nagayon? Donovan Mitchell sounded like a Kentucky basketball fan. <laughs> I saw you tweet this. I was embarrassed because man, like under no circumstance after a loss, should you say the following words? In my opinion, we won that game. Like, no, you did. You win the game. If you would have fouled Joe Embiid and not let them get up a three point shot, like every, everything, every rule ever written says to do. You watched that game, right? I watched the highlights. So I, your opinion may be a little bit more valued than mine here. But the, the post-game comments really frustrated me. I didn't watch the game. I didn't. It wasn't okay. available because uh, T, I think it was ESPN decided it was a good idea for uh, the game instead to be about to be uh, Houston versus um, uh, Houston versus the Nets. They decided that was a more important game, which is all right. Sure enough. Uh, good deal. Um, but I saw the, I saw, I was watching the game cast. I don't know I, how many, uh, this is absolutely anecdotal, not scientific. Donovan Mitchell missed 80,000 80, shots in the last five minutes of that game. So I completely get why he's upset, but he also missed a ton of shots, a ton of shots. And, um, a ton of opportunities and I haven't gone back and watched, uh, you know, the, like what kind of shots they were, but he was, he was the leading scorer for the jazz. And then with five minutes left, when I tuned into the game cast, he missed every single you know, threes, twos. Um, he was blocked by MB twice, I believe in, in both o, uh, between OT and the last five minutes. Um, the other thing that's, that I found, that's all, super, that's all we have to say, but that's all we, well, no, the other no, thing no, that no, I wanted to say that was super funny is that, it, um, Gobert who I, oh, I, God, I don't, don't, <laughs> I just want to make this clear that like, I, and I love Donovan Mitchell <laughs> and I, I have a, you know, a, a Donovan Mitchell Jersey, uh, with the jazz. I don't think Donovan Mitchell is ever going to win anything of import with Rudy Gobert and his team. And, and they play, they're playing really well right now. And a lot of that is because of Gobert's ability. I just don't think in the, I don't think any of that will ever translate to the playoffs. And it's been clear every single playoff series they've played together. Okay. Couldn't agree more. That set aside his two, when I saw Rudy Gobert's comments, full comments about the, the, the refs, it was two pages, bro. I have never (laughs) 
like no post I've ever seen perfectly embodies that meme. That's like, I'm sorry that happened to you. All right. I'm not reading that. I'm sorry that happened to you (laughs) or I'm happy for you. Whichever it is, I'm not reading. No, I'm not reading someone's two pages on the refs. Like, and I say this as a person that still is really upset that some clown dude from South Carolina decided to put the arrow in the wrong place so that James Quick couldn't fucking see it. Okay. So so let me be clear about that. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this biasly and unfairly, um, but you don't come to this podcast for fairness, folks. (laughs) Let's talk about Aiden Nagehan because the one, the other big news from the Chris Mack we can close out on this. The other big news from the Chris Mack uh, conference, press conference, it just doesn't seem like Aiden Gahan's going to suit up again for this team, which uh, if you were reading between the lines, I think you knew that already. Um, but it's, I think we have a little more clarity uh, from coach Dino Gaudio who said, you know, he had COVID. There was a heart issue, which you and I both heard independently that there was some concern on that end. Um, right. It's okay to say at this point. Uh, and then he got sick again and he had the groin injury or he had the groin injury and then he got sick again. And now we don't quite understand. He's been cleared. I think for most of the heart stuff is what I got, but you know, you said you had some thoughts and I want to hear it. There are two things here. Um, and I'm going to throw a lot at you here. Um, okay. but I, I, I think that you'll be able to, do, um, uh, I believe you'll have an, I think you'll, I think you'll have an opinion on the things about to say, because this, this situation has eaten at me a little bit throughout the season, because like you mentioned, um, we had, we had independently can, you know, had heard about the heart stuff. Didn't really want to talk about it um, because, you know, we're not people who break news. That's not what we do. Um, and it wasn't really our place. And uh, honestly, we couldn't confirm it enough to, to talk about it, even if we were people who did something like that. <laughs> um, but the thing that has has bugged me about this situation is that Louisville hasn't came out. I, I don't know how the HIPAA situation works here, but Louisville hasn't came out and addressed it months ago. So there couldn't be a festering in the fan base of, well, I guess Aiden Gahan just not very good because <laughs> there are reasons why Louisville has been, you know, so careful with him, why he hasn't been playing injuries, things like that. I don't know how good Nate Aiden Gahan is going to be. He could not be good. He, he could, you know, be one of those guys. You say, man, he just never really lived up to his potential, but this year and the way the fan base is kind of, you know, just kind of, got rid of him has not really been fair for him. It hasn't been a fair shake for him. And I think that a lot of it could have been prevented if the fan, if the coaching staff and if these guys would have came out months ago and addressed this head on, I don't know why it took till March 3rd for, for uh, Gaudio to, to, to come on, you know, ESPN 680 and, and talk about this stuff. And that's how it had to be addressed. Because now you already have, you know, people who have made up their mind about how they see Aiden and Gahan. And I, I just don't think that's fair. And that's that's kind of how I feel about it. It's, it's really bugged me throughout the season. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I do. And it's tough. It's just such a weird situation from a Louisville fan point of view, because he was instantly I mean, you know, 
Samuel Williamson was the burger boy. DJ was the local kid, but Aiden Agahan was the guy who had the hearts of this fan base out of that, you know, out of that class. Right. And he was the one, you know, they, he, he, he was, his commitment to Louisville was what validated the Louisville live you know, thing, you know, Louisville, I never thought I'd see Louisville really try and do the BB, you know, big blue madness. And they basically like, they've done it. They're basically doing it with Louisville live, which didn't happen this year, but nonetheless, you know, that was proven successful by his commitment to Louisville. And I, it was, I don't think anyone could have guessed it would have gone like this. In, in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not, you know, I don't know if he's going to transfer. I don't know what his ideas are. I'm reading between, you know, but reading his Instagram posts and reading between the lines in terms of he's probably not going to play again. I would be highly surprised if he's in a, on this Louisville team next season, just would be very, mm-hmm. very surprised. And I think also the fact that uh, Louisville has already gotten a commitment from a, a transfer might also say that as well. So take that, which you will, nothing's confirmed till it's confirmed, but you can read between the lines. I agree with you in terms of, I think the team probably could have been a little more upfront. Um, I don't know. I think the medical part of it is what's scared in me. I don't quite know. I don't, I think they're also, I think if we asked Chris Mack or Dino Gaudio why they did this, they're going to say they didn't want to jeopardize both his future. If it was in Louisville or elsewhere. Um, I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't necessarily think that's the case. You know, I think that's something that a lot of people say sometimes. Um, so I, I, I don't think, I think they could have, could have done a better job of, of protecting the image of, of a player. And I, I think that matters. I would, I would liking it to, you know, a, a situation like, you know, I've praised Chris Mack for how the Samuel Williamson situation has evolved because now he's, he's kind of reached his potential uh, at least pretty close to it. Yeah. And that's, that, that's something that Matt can use on their recruiting trail because it's a guy who come in, didn't translate. The fans were kind of, you know, dogging him a lot, but I thought Matt did, you know, he, he did call him out in that one presser, but in a lot of situations he protected him and, and kind of just always like, you know, he, he always said, I had never had doubts that Sam, uh, his work ethic or anything like that. And he managed the situation the way it should have been managed. And I just think in this instance, you know, this stuff happens, you come out and address it. And if, if Aiden Gahan wants to transfer, he can transfer, but I don't know. It just, it it just rings me the wrong way for some reason. I I, I don't think it had to come to this. And yeah, I think the the transfer stuff is definitely possible. I didn't know that until like 48 hours ago, but I I think I've heard some of the same rumblings as you, Um, but I'm not sure it had to come to this, but you know, it is. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I don't know. It's, um, it's a bummer and it's, it's, I don't, it's a, it's a red flag. It's a concern that, you know, a guy like this who was super highly touted and was someone that Chris Mack, you know, was a hundred percent trying to, you know, this, the, you know, this was one of the jewels of his class. And, um, he flies to Ireland for him. I remember he flew to Ireland for him with his daughter. And, and for that, just to turn into this is such a bummer, man. Um, 
such an absolute bummer. Um, yeah, it, it, it just it needed to be addressed. I, I think. No, it's no, I'm, we, glad we, you, we prob- I'm glad we probably, talked probably about should. It. We probably team- should talk about further as it develops a little bit more, but. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting legacy. I think both him and, um, you know, like, I mean, Josh Nickelberry is not really playing. I mean, he's not really playing a ton. And, uh, you know, another guy in that class, sort of this legacy of the Super Six. Um, I don't know. UK fans love to make fun of, <laughs> love to make fun of Lowell for the Super Six thing. But it's like, I don't know, like, a, a, I mean, three guys, three guy hit rate. Out of six, I yeah. guess it's not terrible. It's, you know, 50% and it's not ideal. Um, you know, you're getting, you know, DJ's, you know, first rounder. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to complain about that, but it'll be interesting to see going forward. Uh, I think, you know, what, what we think of that class moving, you know, moving forward and, you know, it's always, we always compare ourselves to Kentucky and, you know, the, the, you know, this, whatever senior class, the untouchables that he had, you know, that, that Rick Patino had, you know, comparing to that is I'm sure something that everyone will do. <laughs> I, I think the the we can kind of wrap things up, but I do think the, the mentality that I'm I'm noticing a little bit that's starting to change with the fan base from Rick Matino to Chris Mack is that I, I think guys are coming in with the expectation of making an impact more immediate than they mm-hmm. ever did under Rick Matino, and I think a lot of that's because of Mack playing the guys and because of you know, just in general, how college basketball has changed. But I think it's pretty much safe to say that, you know, uh, mobile fans are really quick to, to kind of discard Aiden and Gahan this year. Um, they were pretty, you know, fast on the trigger with Sam Williamson, I think. So I, I think the expectation of guys that are going to come in and contribute is definitely something that has changed. I'm not sure that I, I don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the NCAA stuff and all that stuff. But I think Mac has, has made it known that there's going to be instead of, you know, a, a four-year guy, maybe it's going to be a, a two-year guy. You know, I, I don't think Mac's going to, going to get every one and done or anything like that. Um, but I think the expectation has changed a little bit on, you know, guys coming in and contributing right away. Yeah. It'll be interesting, you know, moving forward and, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think that type of thing is building towards a, a future where there's much less ones and dones and, and that's a whole other, you know, um, a whole other conversation. But I, you know, I, I do think that Louisville, a lot of Louisville fans question was, can Mac recruit at this level? And I think he both has and hasn't. <laughs> so the, <Yeah. laughs> the question's out, but I, this, this transfer period is going to be incredibly interesting. Um, I don't, I, I really think, you know, there's going to be more transfers than ever before, but there'll be plenty of time to talk about that. Anything else before we close this out? No, man. It's, it's been a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Been a good convo. Uh, go cards, beat Virginia and get that, uh, get that three seed. Cause that's the only way according to our chart analysis. <laughs> All right, guys have a good one. <laughs>